everybody. Good evening. It is the yard sign. Uh, happy Monday to you uh, or happy day, whatever it may be, whenever, wherever you may be watching the show, uh, whether it's on one of our social media platforms, on the audio podcast version of our show, which you can find over at the Tech Overlords at Google, Apple, Spotify, Audible, Amazon, Odyssey, iHeartRadio, and Samsung podcast platforms. I'm your host, Johnny Torres. Well, we've got uh, a two-man show today, and uh, so we'll introduce my uh, co-host uh, here in just a second. Uh, but first, let's go ahead and not waste any time. Jump right into today's topics. Uh, Epstein pimp suicided. And that's right. Another uh, person involved in uh, in uh, Jeffrey Epstein's uh, suicide issues. Um, the suicide. Uh, got, sorry, lost my train of thought there. And another person involved in uh, Jeffrey Epstein's human trafficking um, has uh, suicided himself. <laughs> for lack of a better term, um, uh, in a French prison. Uh, we'll talk about that. Uh, Putin plays along, or at least uh, that's what he wants you to believe. We'll give the latest on what's happening over on the border of Ukraine and Russia. Uh, and Nebel has uh, some updates on that. Also, the worst Olympics ever. And if you don't know what we're talking about, that's exactly the point. Nobody's watching. And uh, we'll talk about why. And communism in Canada. Uh, that's it, everybody. Uh, we, you can say we are just about the only democracy left, I think, in the Western Hemisphere as uh, Canada continues to slide into communism under uh, Justin Castro, Castro Trudeau. Um, but uh, before we get into all that, we have some breaking news. So we go to our uh, UK correspondent, uh, UK senior correspondent, Anibal David Cabrera. Uh, Anibal, what is our breaking news? Oh, if I could actually have volume. Again, this is a thing that happens every single time. Hello, audience. It is with a heavy heart that we have to announce that Her Royal Majesty, Queen Elizabeth II, by grace of God, the United Kingdom, the Great Britain, Northern Ireland, and the realms and territory the Queen has held, also head of the Commonwealth and defender of the faith, has COVID. Yes, it is with great sorrow to hear that the bird has COVID. After 70 years on the throne, we've come to find out that even she can get sick, Johnny. I would have never thought this at all. Uh, we are all in mourning and hope for a quick and speedy recovery as the queen continues to do her daily, um, her daily uh, job, which is um, representing the people of the great United Kingdom, Commonwealth, and all the other things I said out loud. I was going to say, what is her daily job? I want to say there has something to do with... Uh, I don't know. I think that she has like... With a pelican, I think it is, or a flamingo? Yeah. Oh, wait, that's the wrong thing. you trying to make an Alice in Wonderland reference? I'm trying to. Also, I'm getting really annoyed that this is messing with my hair. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Look, that lady's outlasted a lot worse. Uh, I think I think I think the rest of her family is probably going to pass from code before she does. She survived. She survived like the bombings of London, like air right. raids and everything else. So the, she is. She's gone. She's she's taken a few hits. She keeps on ticking. I'm I'm enjoying this actually because it it proves the bigger point of all is that this is this is over. Like everyone's had COVID. Pretty much. Or if you haven't had COVID yet, you had the shot and you're in a protected uh, protected uh, people, but. Of all the people to get COVID is the queen, and she is able to beat it, then, yeah, we're, we're pretty much over this. Pandemic. I can't even imagine what the health, um, you know, standards, the health protocols must have been around her um, up until now for her to get it this late in the game. Well, I think one of the first ones was you had to be Caucasian. And um, <laughs> from there, it broke down into the Commonwealths and everything else. So, again, it was it was quite scary. Uh, the, the the moment I heard it, uh, I had already heard it when you posted it on the on the group chat. Yeah, uh, I clutched my pearls. 
I will say, I I was, we were very concerned. And I f- finally found out that I had something in common with Segar on uh, Breaking Point, which is he's also a oh, loyalist. Yeah. yeah, he's big on that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So, yeah, it's Johnny, I, I, I get why you don't like the, the royal family. You're not Southern. So it's, it's a big <laughs> deal. If you're Southern, you like the royal family. If, if not, I get it. I mean, do you even know who your monarch is? No. Because we didn't have a monarchy in... Well, in my parents' home country, so Columbia. the reason why Jonathan doesn't know the the monarch for Northern <laughs> Cuba, uh, which is where he was raised, is uh, King Philip. Actually, if you didn't know, had no idea. Do you know the full title? Nope. So it is King Philip Pablo Alfonso de Toros de los Santos de Berba and Greece. I had no idea that he was also the Greece um, royalty. Right. So yeah, that's and that Jonathan. lasted about how long? That's Jonathan. What Greece? <laughs> No, whoever this king, you know. King Philip? Yeah. He's still king. Of what? Of, of Miami? Spain. Of Spain? Oh, vey. So, people, as your royal correspondent, We're I We're from Colombia. We're not from Spain. You are. What do you think Colombia was before it became <laughs> Colombia? Well, there were indigenous people there. Oh, my gosh. We're going to go there. Are you questioning my indigenous heritage? You're not that brown. So <laughs> right there. That is true. I'm going to question it a lot. That is quite I, true. I, I and will, I'm also 5'9". I, so. will, I will say this. <laughs> Which is significantly taller than any of the indigenous people south of Mexico. I think we're the only ones that can have this conversation out loud. <laughs> not get canceled <laughs> uh, i will say this uh a lot of south american countries were a part of spain before the the cookies with the conquistadors so yep. yeah, i would totally say that genetically you were probably more spaniard than you are native yeah, probably but i think well there's only three places where you find the torres last name one of them is spain uh four places spain Venezuela, Puerto Rico, and then here in the United States. I'm not surprised about the Puerto Rico part. Um, <laughs> oh, I'm going I'm to keep quiet on that one, only because Hector's listening uh, through Clubhouse. Speaking of Clubhouse, if bring you want to join Hector, the show, bring it. we are streaming live on Clubhouse right now. If you want to join the show, uh, uh, today would be the day to put your two cents into today's topics because uh, we are short of co-hosts. So uh, we'd love to hear from you. Look up the yard sign or uh, find me at Johnny Torres on Clubhouse. And uh, just like you would any other clubhouse room you can uh, raise your hand and we will bring you into today's conversation as we uh begin to tackle today's topics uh taco i know i'm having all kinds of trouble speaking today Woo! um let's go ahead and jump into tonight's first topic which is epstein's uh quote-unquote pimp suiciding himself um it was a, a friend of his that uh, we now have come to learn was one of his human trafficking uh, uh accessories uh, and um, uh, much like Epstein himself was found hung in a jail cell, uh, I believe in France. And yes. uh, and so, again, only adding more mystery, controversy uh, to all of this. And somehow Jelaine Maxwell still remains alive. Although I'm sure they For are. now. Yeah, there's much tighter security, I think, around Jelaine uh, Maxwell. Even though, uh, by the sounds of it, I don't think... Uh, and this is where it gets real conspiratorial. I don't think the names are ever going to get out. Um, Prince Andrew, huge settlement with uh, the young woman who had accused him Correct. of sexual assault. Um, and so that story is going away. Um, and and Jelaine is kind of like the final key unless they somehow 
are able to access computer records and, and other files and stuff that they might have had on people. The FBI has that information. I don't think it's ever going to get released unless someone's already done a, a, a document dump request, yeah. a FISA request. So I don't, I don't know if that's ever going to happen. I will say I, I'm, I'm, I'm shocked that more of this information hasn't happened more it hasn't been released more they they were able with the the trial nip it all in the bud they were able to come to a conclusion there uh with uh, prince andrew there was a settlement and that's going to get closed there also but i want to know the names we that should all be public uh that's how that's the only way this thing stops is if the fbi has a leak right and is able to release that information to the public and, and until that happens i don't think i don't think anything but is that's get the problem here. and this is where it sad it's it saddens me to have to admit this but this is where you come to realize that the united states in 2022 is no better than some of these other countries uh that that um that are more oppressive that have um you know again that are not as free that are not as you know by whatever measure you want to say that america is better than because the elite the powerful the wealthy still rule this country and in a situation like this like with the kennedys like with the clintons um uh, and um you, you were there are things that are never going to see the light of day correct because of their power because of their wealth probably in our lifetime yeah. things do get eventually get released for information like that the presidents have the determination and you're allowed to do that i i don't think it'll be in our lifetime Maybe i mean our kids. government is about to, our government has practically admitted that there are aliens before we have actually found out who killed john f kennedy well, allegedly there are aliens <laughs> do you want to get us canceled I, I i know there are aliens they're not aliens there are aliens they're not aliens sure this is not that kind of show. This is <laughs> <laughs> you want to start another show, then we yeah. can talk about that. But we're not talking about aliens. So here's the uh, kind of the lead, or uh, or at least the summary from CNN, which is French modeling agent Jean Luc Brunel, longtime associate of the late disgraced finance financier Jeffrey Epstein, uh, has been found dead in his prison cell. Spokesperson for the Paris prosecutor's office said, um, again, very similar circumstances. The cameras apparently stopped working. Okay. Um, that so there's a there's, <laughs> there's a, a difference when it comes because france is so uh, so more about individual freedom they actually don't put cameras into the cells uh, themselves so like you cannot see what's happening inside cells but you are able to see the walkway and everything else so allegedly there was no one that went in and killed him Alle allegedly the the these things are coming around all yeah. over um, this is a very high-profile uh, prison in France. A lot of the high-profile um, criminals and things like that in France are staying at this Par Parisian hotel. It's actually four stars. I did not know that. And so, <laughs> with that kind of bed turnover, I'm I'm, I'm not I'm not surprised. This is not surprising whatsoever. Because it honestly, you're telling me it's this bad you have this kind of information well and the thing is that the guy had apparently tried to commit suicide uh, a number of times before and yet again they discovered him by hanging himself with sheets it's it's <sighs> you know and, and and how obvious is that at this point you know it's like oh i you know that that's a popular way for them to do it first of all the the spread on this was probably nothing because everyone knew it was going to happen. Right. So the uh, the betting houses of uh, DraftKings actually had a forum. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> With this, 
I'm not shocked. I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised whatsoever. I think this was expected, especially for people under this position. Um, I'm surprised that he was actually he lasted as long as he did. Yep. The fact that she's still alive, I'm shocked that she's still alive. And again, it, it, she might have dirt on someone, or she might have better security. But I'm really surprised. I wouldn't be surprised in the future if something happens to her. Well, and like you said, the the fact that during the trial they didn't try to release that information, I mean, goes to show you again, like the powers that be, mm-hmm. you know, basically controlling that situation there because that would have been the time for that information to come out. Now, God knows how long it's going to be before that information comes out. There if are ever. there are tapes. There are tapes yeah. of people walking in and out of the Epstein mansion in right. New York City. Like everyone that ever walked into that building should be questioned. Yeah. Everyone. If you were on a plane with him, you should be questioned. If right. you went to the island, you should be flogged. I mean, this, these are just facts that need to happen. And now there's no more legal recourse whatsoever because, again, the trial here in the States is over. The, the one person that was willing to stand to get in front of it. And, again, the only reason why she was able to is because there was a photo of her and Prince Andrew like about to have a massage right and that became very popular and now with the with the final one dead i don't know what's going to happen again i claims he doesn't sweat (laughs) jesus weird well it turns out uh that uh brunel who uh, headed several modeling agencies um he was charged recently with sexual harassment and the rape of at least one minor over the age of 15 back in december of 2020 uh earlier that month he had been detained at charles de gaulle and he was preparing to take a flight to Senegal. I'm sure that was a one-way flight. Oh, definitely. Um, uh, prosecutors uh, still have declined to specify how many alleged victims uh, there were over that age. Uh, so, I Un- mean, the guy under, deserved under what that age. Someone said there was yeah. reports that she, that he had provided two 13-year-old girls. Well, they're specifically talking about Brunel here. Oh, right. you're, okay. You're saying that, uh, that he provided. Right, right, right. And so, again, I I'm not I'm not saddened by what has happened. No. But I'm also very upset that we are not going to hear more. Because, again, if it, it couldn't have been just these three people. No, of course not. There had to have been. And the, and the money and the organization. Yeah, dozens of people yeah. involved in this. And the fact that they're going to get away with it is very upsetting. Damn. All right. So, uh, again, you know, Jelaine Maxwell continues to be on suicide watch. <laughs> she continues um, to breathe. <laughs> yeah. Uh, unfortunately, in some cases. Wow. Um, I mean, at least until she speaks. Uh, and, and look, at this point. That's, I think, the only thing keeping, maybe keeping her alive, or maybe the, the one thing that may may cause her, you know. Where's Barbara? Wa- where's Barbara Wawa in her interview right now at sixty minutes? Yeah. I want to see an interview. Or I an Oprah or somebody. Oprah ain't gonna do it. You don't think Oprah would do it? No, she just did the whole. Gail would it, do it. She did. Gail will do it because Gail's about to lose her job. <laughs> <laughs> well, she doesn't have Oprah to protect her anymore. I don't think she ever had. Or I think what NBC. What 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 uh, what TV show is she on? Well, she's on CBS this morning. So CBS has been reported that they're going to fire her. And like, really? Uh, oh, yeah. Because huh. again, why wouldn't you want to fire a colored woman? Oh, okay. On that note, uh, we're going to go ahead and move on to our next topic. Before we do that, just want to appreciate you again for watching, uh, whether it be on Facebook, YouTube, uh, Twitter, or uh, any of our audio social media platforms, audio podcast platforms. Don't forget to like, subscribe, follow, and uh, you can also join us and join in on the conversation over at Clubhouse. Uh, We are broadcasting live on Clubhouse, um, and uh, thanks to everybody there listening. Uh, uh, um, 
And if you want to chime in, again, all you got to do in Clubhouse is raise your hand, and we'll go ahead and bring you into the conversation just like you'd call into uh, any radio show. Let's move on to our second topic, which is Putin plays along. Now, this, of course, is it could be slightly outdated at this point because situations in Ukraine is moving so quickly. Uh, but it seemed like uh, his agreement to meet with Macron and Biden um, about this situation seemed to be moving in a positive direction. I still maintain to a certain extent that the U.S. for Biden's sake is trying to kind of egg this on. Um, You know, he's looking for a win. Uh, Now, whether that's a diplomatic win or a military win where, you know, we we end up going to war. I mean, obviously, that's going to come down to where, you know, um, really, I think Biden and Putin. Um, But I thought, you know, hey, uh, is, is this a bluff? You know, where Putin is agreeing to meet with Macron and Biden, you know, just another distraction. Uh, Or is this potentially maybe uh, an actual effort to get this going back in the right direction? I don't see a situation where where Putin backs off here. What do you think? We talked about this last week and we said it was a 50-50 chance that either he was going to, either they were going to hold the line or they were going to move forward. Yeah. And I think we we're now seeing the direction that they wanted to before we did not see anything in the media, the Russian media talking about getting ready to organize, getting ready to invade everything else in the last tw- like five hours. That's all changed. Yep. The, uh, Putin had a two, I think a almost a multi multi-hour um, speech to the Russian people trying to convince them or laying the groundworks of what they're going to do in regards of invasion. And at that time, he, so Russian President Vladimir Putin on, on uh, Monday recognized the independent two separatist regions of Ukraine, the Donetsk uh, People's Republic and the Yonghakis People's Republic, which are the two border areas on the Eastern Front of between Ukraine and Russia. That is a huge red line that just got crossed. I don't know where we're gonna go from here because really now that he's recognized it, and something that I did not know is that Russia has actually um, fast-tracked a million citizens in that, in that region to become dual citizens of Russia. Like on purpose. This wow. has been something that he's been working on for quite some time. Well, it's time. a PR stunt. Completely PR yeah. stunt. So now he can say, look, we're going in to protect the Russian well, people. Well, I did the same thing with Crimea, which is basically that you have a group of people there saying that they want this when the actual population at large wants no part of this. Mm-hmm. you know. And uh, somebody did a really great breakdown of why Ukraine is so valuable in this situation uh, that's been going around on uh, viral on Facebook. Uh, and it's pretty incredible, especially given the natural resources available in the Ukraine, how important Ukraine is to that region. Obviously, they have a lot to offer the EU. Um, but like you said, for obvious reasons, that's probably never going to be a reality for them. Um, and yeah, I mean, uh, according to even the Washington Post, you know, Putin orders Russian forces uh, forces into separatist regions in the Ukraine. So he's already making inroads uh, into the country. And, uh, you know, and again, at what point does he cross the, the line? I think the line's been crossed. I mean, again, we've seen this happen already once with the annexation of Crimea. Mm-hmm. And now, and we appeased him when it came to the Minsk Accords, the Minsk Accord, Minsk or Minsk? Minsk. Minsk. Accords that were back in 2014 during the first uh, situation that occurred with Crimea. And we're, uh, we're, appeasing, we're gonna appease him again? This speaks Neville Chamberlain all over when, when he went to Germany in, uh, in, the 19, in the early 1940s and said that he was gonna get peace with Germany. And this is before they invaded Poland. So like, right. I, I don't know how much more do people need to understand that 
appeasement does not work now the argument is going to have does the if russia invades ukraine does the united states have an obligation to militarily assist with the repel with repelling the russians i'm 50 50 on this i don't know how you think about this johnny and we might need to uh, pull hector if he's in if he's in um uh, what's what's the whole thing called in clubhouse in the clubhouse yep. and see what he wants to talk what he, what he thinks because i'm 50 50 i think you you nip this in the bud by pushing back russia aggression so we don't have to deal with this for the next 10 years and with a soft somewhat push with nato as the front not the u.s as the front but do we end up in a military standoff with boots on the ground in that region for the next 10 years if you think that russia is going to continue to move in the direction that he is which is taking over ukraine completely because it's strategic military and economically viable for him this is pushing us back to the 19, 19 where the world was in the 1930s which was the only way you were able to survive was by conquering and and conquering different parts of the world and mm -hmm. so that would be where you would get your resources from we haven't been like that in 70 80 years and we're but getting it, there very quickly well because again you see china doing it and now you see russia doing it because again i think they realize that if they don't do something quick you know given the demographics mm -hmm. and where they're headed you know the loss of population the loss of natural resources i think they're realizing that this is going to be the only way that they do continue to survive for another century Correct. I, I really do feel that Ukraine has a, a very young population. It has a very robust uh, economy. It has a lot of natural resources. It's the, it's there. It's Europe version of the breadbasket. Yeah. And it also allows for Russia to not feel so um, it, it almost covers Russia's underbelly when it comes to military invasions because it's happened before. Yeah. They happened with Napoleon. It happened with uh, Germany and they don't feel comfortable. The problem is by Russia doing this, it makes all the other NATO countries hella uncomfortable. Yep. And again, when you have when you have Finland and the Nether Finland and Sweden rushing to send aid and resources to Ukraine, they want to hold the line. And again, you have to you have to punch Putin in the face. And I don't think the current president knows how to do that. And that's the real problem. Well, and, and again, are we finding ourselves in a situation where we are now going to go into military action with another nuclear superpower. Russia doesn't think the U.S. will do it. I don't know if Biden will do it because Biden has his good days and his bad days. And I don't know where that's going to look and like. And are the Democrats desperate enough to d pull something like this? Yes. Of course to they swing are. the midterms and to swing his reelection. Of course they are. They look like putts during the 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 Afghanistan um, withdrawal, and they looked horrible. And now 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 that they have another opportunity to look somewhat yeah. competent when it comes to military actions, do you think that do you think the the Democrats will go forward with well, it? Well, we're going to go with uh, go over to Hector here in a second. Um, but you know what's interesting is kind of how the tables have turned, because you have your anti-Trump uh, folks like Rick Wilson. And and your progressives and all these who actually want Biden to engage mm -hmm. Putin. And then you've got your Republicans who are saying, hey, like, let's not get in involved in this. This isn't our problem. You know, let's let this kind of play out and see what happens, you know, on the on the Demo on the Republican side and on the conservative side. I, I'm, I'm, I'm it's, shocked. It's so weird. It's, I'm, I'm it's an so, alternate universe. I would have thought 
as a Republican and as a conservative, we're normally like, we're ready for war. Like, sure. let's do this. There's a reason why you have a military budget. Let's use it. Yeah. And, but that's normally not towards another superpower. Another, and I don't, I don't consider Russia a superpower. I consider it a, a government that has nuclear weapons. And that right. right there becomes its own issue. Because again, the U.S. and Russia cannot go face to face. And are we sparking another Cold War? Well, and see, like, I'm never concerned about North Korea. I know everybody's concerned about North Korea. I'm not concerned about North Korea. They can't get a missile outside of their own country's boundaries, okay? North Korea now, is the petty child in the supermarket, like, having a hiss yeah. of it. Now, Russia can still send people to space and, you know, and, and possibly the moon. I mean, you know, we we know that because they've been giving us rides, you know, to the space station, you know, for the oh. last, you know, 20 years. You're spending a hundred, I think it's a few million, maybe it is a hundred million dollars per flight. I have no yeah. idea, but oh. I know that we've been doing that. Again, it's, uh, Hector, what are, what are your thoughts? Yeah, hey, how's it going, guys? Um, My thoughts, let me first take you back on what Aniva was saying about nuclear weapons. Uh. It has. It, this has to be a situation that has to be free of, free of partisanship because the deal is that the Russians do have the second largest nuclear arsenal in the world. First and then second, if Putin is able to get away with you know occupying these uh, two quote unquote people's republics of Donetsk and Luhansk, that 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 will send out a precedent for any other autocratic regime to go ahead and conquer what they want, and the PRC could take over Taiwan. That mm-hmm. here in our hemisphere, the Venezuelans could invade um, Guyana because they've had a claim for the western half of Guyana for over two hundred years. So it is our problem because if they do, it will be a global, not just with the Russians, but with you know the allies of the Russian Federation. Um, yeah, I, and, I, you know, the thing with Rick Wilson, yeah, Hector, the thing with Rick Wilson, I, I agree with your position that this causes a precedence if the Biden administration doesn't push back on, on what's happening in Ukraine. Mm-hmm. And I get it. Americans don't like the idea of going into another war. I don't think it's going to be. Again, this should never have gotten to this point. The reason why we're here is because we have a weak person. We have a weak person in the White House, which allows people to say, "Okay, let me see if I can get away with something." Right. Because the moment you get away, and this happened with Obama, with uh, with Obama, with Crimea in 2014. If we would have done, and so now, if Russia invades and goes after these two uh, break off provinces, and there there has to be has to be um, ramifications, sanctions, and, and everything. the thing is this. I mean, you have to think about the solemnity and the seriousness of putting America's best and brightest in the harm's way. It's been said by every single president that served. I'm sure even Donald Trump would say this. The most solemn responsibility of an American president is to send its best and brightest to do, you know, the bidding of the nation and and its government. So that's prob- that's I'm not trying to defend, you know, Obama or, or Biden or really anybody, but you know, it's not it's a very heavy burden to deal with. Because guess what? It doesn't matter where you're fight where we're fighting, who we're fighting, unfortunately some Americans are, are gonna are gonna are gonna die in combat and it's that president that has to Stand there at Dover, Andrews Air Force Base in Delaware. Salute mm-hmm. the captains coming off, coming out of the aircraft. Um, he has, he's the one, you know, Donald Trump was especially one that 
had to try to console and 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 and, and grab the family members family members of, of the deceased by the hand. So it, I'm not trying again. I'm not trying to defend Obama or Biden, but for any president, the most solemn and serious responsibility is sending Americans overseas to fight and, and do the country's bidding. And again, us having us getting involved in this now, where it's only one major. It's the Ukrainians versus the Rush, the version versus the Russian separatists is one thing. I think if we don't get into this now and we don't get involved in this now, you're going to have huge ramifications because Russia won't mm-hmm. stop until Russia feels comfortable and Russia will not exactly. until it meets. A, what, what is the river that separates um, Ukraine? The, 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 the deeper, the deeper river, the deeper river. Called the deeper. Yeah, that's a much more understandable defensible border that russia is willing to pull but that means taking over half of ukraine and i don't know what the world would look like if it does but, that but the thing is putin 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 already communicated out to the world his intent it's not going to stop in ukraine correct it's gonna stop with the reestablishment of, of the eastern Bloc and he wants Moldova. He wants all of those things. You already have Belarus. Yep. You already have Moldova. But, the, but as I've been saying this for a while. If the Russians get within 100 or 200 miles of Ukraine's western border with Poland, Slovakia, Hungary, or Romania, one or more of those countries, they're going to try to make an Article 5 claim of the NATO treaty which says an attack on one is an attack on all. Yeah. And that's what we mean by when it comes to Poland. To Poland will, will scream involved. bloody hell at the EU meeting if we, if Russia gets any closer to them. Absolutely. And, and the thing is with Article 5, you know, when they, it, it, literally, that's how we got into Afghanistan, guys. Mm-hmm. That's how Operation Enduring Freedom, you know, was, was that's where it legally based itself, based itself on. I, yeah, I the United would States went to so, NATO in 2001. So then tell me what your thoughts are with the fact that I would have thought there would have been more pushback with the European Union in regards to Ukraine than I have seen. The only country that is pushing back is Germany, and that's because they got the sweet oil deal from Russia. But Biden's already said if the Russians invade, that's going to get pulled off the table. So does it mean that we now have to supply Germany with natural gas? <laughs> we'll be doing Texas and Oklahoma solid if we're having natural gas to Germany to Germany and you know and all of Western Europe and Central Europe we'll be doing we'll be doing all those oil states we'll be making all those energy states including you know Wyoming and Montana five parts of Dakota we'll be all doing them a solid because that gas if, if the Europeans need it they're, we're going to have to provide it for them because there's no other country in the Western Hemisphere that provides as much energy Consistent as the United States, correct. It's a bit of proven. The Canadians probably could help out too, but you know, we we overshadow the, the Canadians in the on the energy market worldwide. Well, we'll be talking you know? about the People's Republic of Canada uh, later on in today's show. Yeah, the, the, the new PRC, I guess. But <laughs> but yeah, guys. I mean, with with, with the Ukraine, um, with, with these new developments. It's not surprising. This is Vladimir Putin trying to cement his legacy and preserve his regime, which, by the way, that's never really designated. 
anymore. He may look great thanks to plastic surgery, but, you know, he's 69 years old and age is something that, you know, doesn't doesn't compromise whether you're rich or poor or whatever, whatever condition you are. Right. He, and he's trying to make his legacy. Now, we're losing your signal a little bit, Hector. Hang in there, and uh, we'll, we'll, yeah, we'll bring you back in in just a little bit. Uh, right. See if you can work on, on uh, maybe get into a better spot there. Uh, but uh, it, the thing is, is that, you know, we're already, thanks to this administration, we're obviously already at a place of uh, terrible inflation, in addition to the legitimate corporate greed that's going on um, in regards to prices increasing uh, on products and services. Um, why are you looking at me that way? I, I didn't say anything. You didn't need to say anything. Why are you automatically questioning what I'm saying? <laughs> because I see you over there cringing What's at what I'm say? saying. Is, was there a camera on me when I said when you said something? No, I don't need a camera. I'm staring right. At, I'm looking right I across. I'm getting a little offensive right now. <laughs> but uh, you wonder. Oh, now there's a camera on me. So do you want to repeat what you said, and then I'll try to make another facial example expression that will better correlate to your feelings so i'm saying that uh, it's bad enough that under this administration we're already seeing record inflation mm -hmm. in addition to the corporate greed happening with companies intentionally raising their prices on goods and services to under the guise of inflation um uh, for you know uh, to additionally screw over the, the the american consumer do you have evidence to prove that these corporations are intentionally raising their their prices yeah they've actually said it they're it's raising their they're, they're raising they've their actually prices. said that they're raising their prices for what? Not not just because of inflation, but because that they because they can. Be, no, because of costs that are increasing because of inflation and because of what's happening. No, they're getting the record profits. They're they're making record profits at a time when uh, again you know we're coming off a pandemic and the American the average American continues to struggle out there financially. I don't disagree that the average American is continuing to struggle, but I also know that what used to cost fifteen hundred dollars a ship a container from across the ocean now costs twenty five thousand dollars like that's a huge amount yes, of markup but the, the so markup if, so if the you markup, want that couch from ikea that has, still needs to get here who's paying that yeah, cost but the markup is far more than the inflation they're using inflation as the excuse to mark it up if you think inflation's at 15 percent, they're marking it up 30 because other things are costing more. Labor is costing more. Uh, They're making record profits in Ebola. What company are you talking about that you can, pr can you can show that this is happening to? All right, I will get, the, I'll, I will get you those. Okay. I don't have them in front that's, of me, but I will fine. get you those. Okay. All right, but anyways. This, this same argument occurred on Breaking Point, by the way. No, of course. Because, and, because Crystal Ball will make these claims, and then Sigar will just turn around because his face can't hide of, like his, <laughs> his upsetness of oh, this conversation. Man. Again, I don't disagree that some companies are taking advantage. And if they are, and if you know that they are, I would advise you to call Ashley Moody in, in Florida because then she's able to actually provide the legal ramifications well, for it's a company. Not price gouging. Oh, no, it's not price gouging. Hmm. If it's not price gouging, then it's probably because inflation is increasing, which is also increasing the but cost it's much, it's of more goods and products. Price gouging is taking advantage of a particular situation, you know, and raising the prices, let's say, of gas in the middle of a national crisis. So then you're saying, or a, or an, or or you're a state not, emergency. but you're not willing to say the companies are, are are price gouging in their situations now because of inflation. It's not price gouging. What I'm saying is, is that they're using inflation as a leverage to to make record profits. It's not. They're not. They're not simply raising the prices to cover the cost of inflation. I think it's a combination of all of the above. Yeah, their corporate greed being one of them. Oh my gosh! All right. Anyways, 
Um, thank you, everybody, for watching The Yard Sign. Thank you to uh, everybody hanging out on uh, uh, Clubhouse. Uh, we, you can find us on Clubhouse by searching The Yard Sign, or you can follow me at Johnny Torres. Uh, we've got Hector uh, hanging out with us uh, there on Clubhouse, and you can join us, too, if you'd like to join Of course, we opened the show talking about Epstein, Putin, and now the worst ever Olympics. Uh, bye you know, so, uh, you know, and again, a lot of this comes at the hands of, you know, even going back to the Summer Olympics, the opening ceremony was amazing. I remember that um, for the Summer Olympics. Does anybody even remember what this summer, what this Winter Olympics opening ceremony was like? No, because uh, no. nobody watched it. Um, and we just happened to be watching it at home and caught the figure skating part, which happened to be. I guess the part of, you know, these Winter Olympics that everybody's kind of been looking forward to because of the controversy surrounding the Russian skater that's 15 years old, accused of doping, uh, which is why none of the Russians should have been allowed to compete. None of them. Because the whole Russian contingency was was uh, accused of doping. The country had a doping program in place uh, for all of these athletes. Literally. Literally and, a doping program. And it shows you, again, how corrupt the IOC is. It's like they could have they could have put their... Put their foot down and set the president that we're not going to tolerate doping uh, at any level. But no, they created this Russian Olympic Committee um, as you know lipstick on a pig, so that the Russian athletes who were accused of doping could still compete. Mm -hmm. And then they're shocked when the 15-year-old crushes under the pressure of not only media scrutiny but obviously the controversy that's going around um, because of her doping. It was a mess, and it was such a mess that it was almost like a car crash occurring in front of you in slow motion that you could not look away. Yeah. So again, I think she she had competed in the team and the team competition, and when they were getting their medals or they're getting their points, it comes out that she failed. The drug test that occurred in December or January or December or November of last year. And because the Russians never thought to fast track, which usually occurs when you are on the Olympic team, they never fast tracked her testing. So it came out in the middle of the, the competition that she had failed the, the, the test. Now, every Olympic and, and non-Olympic skater in the U.S. knows the moment you get flagged for doping, and, it, and then you have to do the test again, and then it proves it yes or no. You're out of the game. You can no longer compete in in U.S. figure skating if you have any form unless you're of Russian. Death. But that's the thing. That's or the, white. That's the U.S. That's the. <laughs> yeah. Look, we lost an amazing track star, um, and you know she admittedly said that yeah, you know what? I'd lost a family member. I think it was her father or grandfather. It was her mother and uh, and she admitted to have used marijuana. Not really performance enhancing in my opinion, especially if you're a track star. Um, and uh, they of course, uh, zero tolerance in that situation. Um, and zero tolerance was because she wasn't 15 years old. And, and I agree with everything you're saying that what they did was incorrect. What, why should the age make any difference? Because I, I know. Evidently. When you've got you know, 12 and 13-year-olds competing on the gymnastics side. Yeah, but that's on the that's the Summer Olympics. This is the Winter Olympics. And technically, te oh my gosh, everyone's giving me dirty looks here. <laughs> technically, you're considered a protective person in regards to sp figure skating as a 15-year-old in competition. Now, I think that's complete BS, and I think that's not how it should be, because the, the, also the reason why they let her compete was that um, 
She was a protective person and it would cause more damage if you didn't let her compete after she tested positive than if you let her compete. And then we all realize when you try to do something nice, the world stops you in the face with a plastic dildo and you see her completely collapse in live TV. And it was the best worst thing ever. You're like, we purposely watched also. We're like, okay, let's see what this girl who's 15 years old that evidently can do like 15 quad flips in the air at one time. I'm telling you the planets aligned. Because I have watched zero, we watched zero of the Winter Olympics. Zero. And uh and uh I just happened to put it on and right there, sure enough, it, it just uh, started the figure skating portion of the Winter Olympics. It was it was a beautiful thing. It was amazing. So she starts her routine. I think she hits the first one right, and then as soon as she hits it, she falls. And you can hear the gasp in the room. And again, and then a, continues to fall. And then get, I think she does it three times. Yep. And, and and then so you're like oh this is this is amazing and the u.s uh, uh the u.s news people that are doing the correspondence and the commentary are oh, what are their names they do the the oh, like uh, the real commentary not johnny weir no yes it is johnny weir oh okay so johnny weir and the other girl that they are figure skaters they, they sure. won medals in the past yeah they were brutally honest the whole time like look i get it but she shouldn't have been on the ice to begin with. Like yeah. that's like she should not be on the ice. Which kudos to them because in a time where the truth will get you canceled <laughs> and the truth will get you fired, yeah. um, they were calling it like they saw it, and uh, especially with this Russia stuff. Yeah, they were like they don't belong on the ice in the first place. And it was it was palpable. You can see. So she gets off the ice. She starts crying into her bo- into her boss into her her, um, her coaches. Boss. I know into her coach's hands, and the coach is speaking Russian. And we and the guy starts translating. Johnny, Johnny yeah. starts translating into Russian. He's like, "Oh, she's calling her out. Why did you fall? Why? What? What happened? Why are you? Why are you overstressed? Like, if no one knows what's going on, yeah, like, the world knows that this 15 year old girl was the center of the universe for collapsed. three minutes, right. who completely failed because she's 15 years old. Right. I mean, her family is probably in a dungeon somewhere being held hostage of course and just waiting for the russians to see if she's going to meddle and that was the bigger thing mm-hmm. they never they said if she meddles they won't give her a medal so if she gets gold you're just going to give us silver and bronze this is insane right and so everyone's just watching to see this train well wreck. and then what's crazy was kind of like the dominoes that fell after that like in a weird way you had the, the well you had the gold winner which she was over the moon um you know russian and then you had the girl that won silver pissed off because she didn't win a gold <laughs> and so there was just all this kind of really weird ra- then you had the japanese girl who won the bronze who doesn't know what to do who like has <laughs> this meltdown and you don't know if she's happy or sad or both or you know until like minutes later where you can finally start to see her smile but it, it i mean it was drama like it, it it could not have been scripted any better than what happened there towards the end of, of of that competition there um the other thing that has pissed me off about this olympics has been because i think there are two of them athletes uh one of them which i believe was a figure skater and the other one which was a um a um freestyle skier who renounced their american citizenships to compete for china yes and never have i been more pissed off at an olympics than seeing something like that especially given what we know about today's china and they didn't meddle 
Ne- I, I don't. No, th- the, the, the first the girl. freestyle skier did. No, the female. The 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 no, the female freestyle skier did. One of the, them did not. The figure skater did the not. Figure skater she, did not. She choked. She fell also. Yeah, she choked big time. I feel that these people shouldn't be allowed back in the country. <laughs> yeah, I truly feel that they shouldn't be. They should be ostracized because this is a big deal. This isn't She's like well, her mom. You know, she grew up going to China, and her mom was you know from China. And all. I don't care. I don't. I don't care. I, you're you're you speak English. You know what McDonald's food actually tastes like. She sounds like a Valley girl. Oh my gosh! And she wants to go to Yale or something. She wants to go back to the East Coast right. for schooling. No, 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 no. Which no. they won't admit her because she's Asian. No. <laughs> She'll get discriminated against because she's Asian. Because she's sorry. Chinese now. I'm sorry. Your perfect score does not allow you to get into Harvard. Right. <laughs> I will say this. Um, Tara and Johnny were the best commentaries. because, And I, I want to go back into this. Because I, I, normally these are very scripted events. You see them sit down to get their scores. You see them cry when they don't make it. And then you see them walk back. The cameraman was literally following her like it was TMZ. Because they knew it was going to be good That's what it felt TV. like. That's what, it that's felt what I felt like reality TV. I truly thought, I, like, did I get teleported to reality TV? This is amazing. I was waiting for Andy from Bravo, like, to come <laughs> out, you know, and, like, start interviewing, like, the Russian girl afterwards. I was, I was waiting for with, a With, like, chair. a martini or something. I was waiting for and, a chair to fly in the background <laughs> with the real like, real housewives of Tobomic. Oh, my God. <laughs> because, again, there was just so much going on. Like, all at the same time, it was just such a, r- a strange ending. And then you had the girl who was pissed off that didn't win the gold because she had not won a gold at all she was the only member of the figure skating team that did not have a gold refusing to go onto the podium to get her silver oh and why is that it's because the russians who had this chick chica on their team that was doping yeah. a, a day before uh win the group medal gold uh, and cheat the americans out of a gold uh gold and they had to go to silver so of course i would be upset but again that room was so tense and people are crying for no reason i'm like i cannot tell if they're crying because what happened to her or they're crying that they got their medal or there's just an asian girl in the in the corner just crying (laughs) waiting for like some horror movie to come out of the town i had no idea what's going on i'm like i couldn't stop watching i right i couldn't stop watching i thought somebody did something with this japanese girl (laughs) because she was just like having a full-blown meltdown i i and I'm I, like, she podiumed, and I'm like, why is she, like, sobbing in the corner? I think it's because it was so tense. I think it was there was so much pressure in the yeah. room. Because, again, if she would have done what she, if the original Russian chick would have done what she was planning she to do, podiumed. she would have podiumed. And then you have a scandal like no other. Right. And, again, the whole time that was, she's, she's collapsing, she, you literally see a 15-year-old girl's life fall apart on national television yeah. and johnny okay, we- and johnny weiner is like you know what i feel weird weird i feel really bad for her whoa he's I, gay Just i know. be careful my issue <laughs> the thing is, is i can never think of that man and not think uh, of the derby with oh hat, yeah the kentucky the, derby oh with the horses i can yeah. never not think of that um but i'll say this every time she he was like you know what i feel really bad for her but she shouldn't be here to begin with <laughs> Well, because they know the emotions. They've been doing this for so long. Yeah. They know the emotions, especially at that age that comes with competing at that level. Um, and for you to have no one to go to after having the most catastrophic performance of your life. Oh, yeah. Uh, I mean, that's, that's, that's traumatizing. 
I, I don't want to say this, but I, I will say this. And uh, my wife hates this this phrase. But the moment she fell and she's just sitting there waiting for her scores and the scores go on and she realizes she missed it and she just starts crying. I'm in the back of my mind like, emotional damage. <laughs> that was like the the, the organization oh did not want to harm her. So they let her ski, they let her ski. Yeah. And now they've caused more damage than anyone could have imagined. The girl is not even going to be allowed back in Russia. She's probably going to be somewhere in Siberia She'll by defect. the end of the week. What else is there to do? Sure. Why would you? Why her, would you go back? Her family. She's a, an embarrassment to the country. I will say this: her family's probably already on the front lines of Ukraine, just <laughs> waiting to be the first line of defense there. Oh my god, <sighs> it's rough in the streets to be a communist country. Talking but, about communist countries, so there's it, it's just all, all you know all around. There's just been disappointment. It's been disappointment to, to watch these Olympics and um, and and honestly, the the time difference and all that just you know also takes a lot of a lot out of it because nobody's going to wake up in the middle of night to watch bobsledding, and you know even if it is the Jamaican team again. Did you see like, the Germans? No, the two team, the bobsled team. The German guy in the back like slips and falls, mm -hmm. and the guy in the front still gets in. And halfway, he realizes his partner never made it onto the bobsled. <laughs> amazing yeah so it's just a sled yeah no bob. I, I really do think um uh, people of uh, of african descent in the winter olympics it's always weird but you know what they make really good runners and, and skiers what i did love actually one the one highlight was i did get to watch the a little bit of the bobsledding women's bobsled mm -hmm. or no it was the solo sled mm -hmm. and it was That's this, dangerous yeah <laughs> but there was this woman who had left from germany and I think tried to get on the Canadian team or something. Something didn't go right in Canada. And then came to the United States and joined the United States team mm -hmm. and won the gold. Yeah. And so it is kind of a, a reverse like hypocrite kind of situation where yeah. you, as an American, you get upset when Americans go to other countries. But other countries coming here, it's happened our entire lives. So it doesn't matter. Yeah. Because Americans always get the best and the brightest. So it doesn't matter with that when it comes to that side. But no, I mean, they're all training here anyways. Yeah. Like the majority of the Olympic, Olympic um, team members around the world train in the United States because we have the best facilities and we're able to do everything we need to do here. Right. And you won't get killed if you, if you don't score correctly. Yeah. <laughs> All right, we're going to jump into our final topic here. But uh, before we do so, don't forget, you can subscribe to the audio version of our podcast, uh, which you can listen to on demand whenever, wherever you'd like to do so over at the Tech Overlords at Google, Apple, Spotify, Audible, Amazon, iHeartRadio, Odyssey, and uh, Samsung podcast platforms. And so, I mean, it's literally as easy as searching for the Yard Sign podcast on Google, and it's going to come up everywhere. Um, and uh, if you'd like the video version to see our beautiful faces, you can find that on facebook and youtube uh as well as our twitter account so uh at the yard sign on twitter if you want to uh, follow us there you can also get the show live and you can see uh the previous video versions of that there as well so there's qu almost quite literally nowhere on the internet where you, where you will not find the show we actually moved up uh four spots in the rankings uh this Did week we? yeah we're we now? now number 145 in uh the uh uh government based uh uh, podcasts in the United States. I would love for us, like our goal should be to get to like under a hundred. Oh, I think that'd that would be, be amazing. awesome. 
So, I don't know. do you think? Right. Do you think it should be more you and me, or should? It, should <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. Last week's episode doing very well. Oh, that's good. Um, you know, so props to our buddy Nate Ginter, who's excited to come back at some point. Nice. You know, and then of course uh, our buddy Joe Wicker. Uh, you know, just having to take care of some business, but uh, we'll have have him back on and get the gang back together soon enough. It's difficult to get white people to stay. I will say, <laughs> it's, it's become quite difficult to get other um to for others to become oh. the minority. Already on this show. I mean, I, I, am I lying? Um, well, no, but now if we can just get you to show up on time. You know, then you know we'd we'd be headed in the right direction. I have no comments on that <laughs> ethnic Stereotype? response. Yeah, I was here right. before the show started. Yeah, barely. <laughs> Uh, all right, everybody. We've uh, we're going to jump into our final topic here, uh, which is uh, definitely a sad one. Um, you know, I've said on the show before. I've kind of admired uh, the protesting efforts that we've seen throughout Europe, uh, especially. Uh, f- I mean, you know, France um, and uh, the UK, and uh, even in uh, Australia, New Zealand, like some of the you know places where we've seen major uh, outcries of freedom in regards to vaccine mandates. And again, I'm not against the vaccine. If you want to get the vaccine, go ahead and get the vaccine. Um, and likewise, if you don't want to get the vaccine, uh, you know, do do what do what you want to do. This is about choices. Um, you know, and, and Democrats in the midterms are going to pin us as anti-vaxxers, which is not the case. Um, it's, it's about having personal choices when it comes to your medical decisions. And the trucker convoy in Canada was incredibly inspiring, continues to be incredibly inspiring. Um, but we, you know, in these moments of crisis is when leaders reveal themselves. We saw what Obama did, um, you know, uh, and, and obviously what his right-hand man, um, who um, Rahm Emanuel said, you never let a crisis go to waste. Um, and we see that in Justin Trudeau as he has basically implemented authority or has asked for authoritarian powers to freeze bank accounts, seize funds. Um, he's doxing people, um, arresting people uh, who are peacefully protesting in Ottawa, uh, in Canada for their rights to make their own medical decisions. Um, and w- so we are seeing the rise of a communist, uh, you know, and it's funny because you know, long has, there's been this meme that's been going around for a long time about how Justin Trudeau, um, you know, maybe the Ill- illegitimate son of Fidel Castro. <laughs> and you look at the pictures, and I don't know if they've been photoshopped or not, but they, they do look remarkably similar. And it's well known that his parents had a relationship with Fidel Castro. Um, and uh, specifically his mother. A friendship Okay, that's fine. But again, see, we were going in such a good, legitimate direction talking about this topic. And, and I'm not validating. Just, I'm just, just, it's a meme. I'm just, I'm not validating it. I'm just saying that it's a meme. The illegitimate child basis. I mean, but, but then this, this interview surfaces where they ask him, you know, uh, about, you know, who does he admire most in regards to, you know, their leadership of a government. And, 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 or I think is what type of government he admires the most or something like that. And he says, the dictatorship. Playing out, he just says it. He's just like, he goes, I love China's dictatorship. He goes, it's efficient. It gets things done. Nothing gets in the way. And here we are seeing him use emergency powers. And and, and look, we are not far from where Canada is right now. You know, we're we're another look at what's happening with January 6th. What look at all the stuff that they in fact for Biden's State of the Union, 
they are actually putting back up the fence barriers well, no, they put around back, the Capitol. They put back the fence barriers because the deep state is is frightened that we ourselves will have some form of convoy coming to D.C. for his speech. Hence why it's up there. I think what people are concerned the most about is that they don't want to see what happened in Canada happen here. And I don't think it's going to happen because we have what out of the almost every state is going to be removing its COVID-19 restrictions by the time uh, by the time March 1st comes around. So yeah. really, there's really no point of protesting. Oh, how how convenient that all these things are coming away now that there's an election on its way. Right. Hmm. Yeah. I will say this. I think what Canada has done proves the point that freedom here is not the same as freedom around the world. I am shocked that the tyranny in Canada was as as bad as it was, it also proves the point that white people do this to themselves all the time. Well, and I thought Canada in many ways was kind of like a carbon copy of the United States. It's yes. like, you know, in fact, you know, there's people trying to, of course, diminish the intelligence of the the truckers in, in Canada, saying that there were truckers there asking to protect their First Amendment right. Well, the First Amendment in Canada has nothing to do with free speech. Yeah. Um, but I think and, that's the thing. A lot of people on both sides thought that Canada and the United States were very similar when it sure. comes to their right. their constitutional rights. And Canada does not have the same thing. The, the absolute tyranny that's happening in Canada is so surprising. If you donated to these organizations they're now trying to dox you and yeah. remove you from your own financial situation so then you have your own problems when it comes to being able to bank i mean well the and now they're, they're now the truckers families yeah in some cases their bank accounts are being frozen so now the families are suffering uh because maybe they're the father or the brother or somebody is involved in in these protests i mean again this is this is some authoritarian bs yeah and of course I mean, to trudeau, the worst degree and of course trudeau says now that this now that the the truck blockade has been removed from ottawa one that there needs to be national healing but two they need to keep the emergency powers for the time being to oh, make sure this doesn't happen again yeah and again i think this is going to piss off a lot more canadians than really thought because everyone's going to know someone that's getting touched by this and i don't know why the canadians well, weren't more willing to fight for their kind of their 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 speech because again the the government is supposed to be representing the people if the people of canada mm -hmm. don't want to get up and fight for that then it is fine become a tyranny a tyranny country and now you're going to have people that say oh canada is better than the united states no you see what happens at least here in the states you were able to protest you're not able to invade the capitol building well but you know what's coming next just like what happened with the january 6th uh, insurrection is again because they have these emergency powers the canadian government is now going to find out who all these people were yeah because they have serial numbers license plates they have pictures they have video and they're going to launch investigations into all these people they're going to incarcerate them and they're going to try to charge them with crimes i i'm i'm saddened by our brethren up north but this put this makes the point that america is the one of the freest countries in the world and this no longer sh this proves the point that a lot of people are just ignorant when it comes to what their definition of freedom is the the show and all this over a flu over a freaking <sighs> uh, over uh, over a, a bad flu again I completely understand what you're saying, and that's why I don't think that the convoy will happen here, because all of these blue counties and blue states are removing their mandates. We're on the verge of having schools no longer be required in other parts of the country not to have a mask. And again, as a Floridian, as someone that lives in Tampa, Florida, we have how long has it been since you had to put a mask on? 
gosh. Yeah. I, it's yeah. been a while. Maybe at Disney when you go inside, but even right. then someone doesn't really care. Other parts of the country, they're still eating outside because they're not allowed to eat inside. New right. York had still some of the hardest restrictions there, and they just tons now of, got rid of it. Tons of kids still having to wear masks at school. Uh, all was it? Um, you had the Super Bowl was the most hypocritical thick, hypocritical thing I'd ever seen in oh, my life. Yeah. The entire the entire arena, no one is wearing a mask. But a mile down the street on a youth football team, everyone has to wear a mask. An outdoor football game. Yeah. This is ludicrous. An indoor, mind you, yeah, mind you. SoFi Stadium is a closed, you know, uh, you know, uh, closed stadium. Yeah, and yet everyone, the, from the mayor to the governor, everyone there was not wearing a mask. Right. But you know what? It's perfectly fine for the rich, wealthy, and elites to be not wearing a mask. But you have Johnny or you have Jessica trying to trying to not over um trying not to hope hyperventilate when they're playing some playing soccer in indoor an indoor arena like this is insane yeah, or even outdoors i mean which is the most ludicrous because again we learned thanks blm that nobody can actually contract coronavirus uh, you know uh, outdoors there are zero cases linked to outdoor activities um and covid but they don't care they do not care they don't want to give up their power they don't want to yeah. give up what's going on I, I mean something that just happened today was that the f the cc the the whatever the uh, infectious control uh, has been taking CDC. the CDC had been taking information and da data, and they released some of it, but they didn't release any data for anyone under the age of forty five. Right? Are you kidding me? The most so yeah, I get it. Yeah, your data shows that people well, they had to skew the numbers. They had to, and that's one of the more bigger things that people are going to start talking about tomorrow is that the data that they have had this whole time, yeah, they didn't release it. Well, Trudeau comes out and says because of course they had to have the vote on the emergency powers. And he goes, well, if you ha vote no, you're voting, uh, your vote means that you don't trust the government. He goes, yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> That's yeah. damn right. It's it's an American's job not to trust the government. I don't trust you. And that's the problem. I, think I barely too, trust my teachers. Like I don't trust you. In a way, I think this has been uh, this has been a, a great awakening of it sorts has. because people have realized not only what their federal government, but that they can't even trust their local government. Mm -hmm. They can't trust their school districts. Okay, don't don't trust any of them. Be skeptical of all of them. And that's good. It's healthy yes. to be skeptical of your government, to be to have that question of your leaders. And the fact that some of these school boards had, had become tyrannies unto themselves and then get upset when they get questioned. Bitch, you are an elected official. You can't right. you can't be mad at that. Oh, it was you have pictures, people talking about what happened in Virginia and some other some other school districts. That's your job. Your job because mm -hmm. you were elected by the people. Yep. I'm sorry if it's been cushy for the last few years, but now you have to now you actually have to earn your keep. Get out of office. Leave yeah. me alone. This is so annoying. Right. I will say this. One of the most upsetting, as a conservative, the most upsetting thing happened a few years ago with the release of that new TV show uh, called um, The Newsroom. And they were supposed to be like the new West Wing and everything. Else. And I love the West Wing. We watch it. We rewatch it every election cycle. Um, but they were like, oh, The Newsroom is going to be the new thing. And so the first episode, they talk about how freedom is, is everyone has freedom. Canada has freedom. Norway has. All these people have freedom, freedom, freedom. You're not special because you have freedom. And now look at it. Right. Now look at what happens in reality with freedom. Yeah. And I think that's something that people are going to talk about for generations. When to the come. crap hits the fan, who's really got it? I know for at least not I have Australia. I have, oh, not New Zealand. Not New Zealand. <laughs> not Canada. <laughs> not Greece. Yeah. Oh, and again, it shows you how protected we are as a society when it comes to the, our constitutional rights, which we should fight for our, for our, our entire lives. Yeah. I might not agree with you. But like hell, I'll let someone silence you. Right. Because they could silence me.
And that's what some of my favorite conversations is with people from the left, because they're at least willing to have the conversation. Yeah. And I we know agree on anything, but at least we're allowed to have the conversation and we're at least able to see where we're coming from. All right, let's uh, bring in Hector, who's hanging out with us on Clubhouse again. If you'd like to join us on Clubhouse uh, on Monday nights, you can uh, search the yard sign. You can also follow me, Johnny Torres. Uh, turn on your notifications so when we start the room, you can join us and jump into uh, tonight's conversation uh, uh, as, as uh, Hector's already done earlier tonight uh i know he wanted to jump in here about canada and uh and and so hector uh you know does canada come back from this you know does um you know is this a genie that can be put back in the bottle or are we gonna see things get worse before they get better and i think it'll they're gonna put the genie back in the bottle canada's done it before back in the 70s with the quebecois movement which for those that aren't educated about what quebecois is it was a movement by native people from Quebec uh, to form their own republic. And so the, the Canadian government back in the 70s imposed these emergency powers as they did last week. And they sent out the Canadian Army, the Royal Canadian Mounted Police, which are also known as the Mounties, uh, to round up these armed uh, Quebecois insurgents. And from there came the, the modern uh, document, if you will, that, that, that determines how Canada politically is run, which I think is called the Creech Lake Agreement. Sign up in Ontario. But yeah, I think they're going to they're, they're put the genie back in the bottle. Uh, I'd, I'd be very interested to see what the polls are saying about Trudeau after these emergency powers and the whole kerfuffle with these protesters. Um, but, you know, the thing, too, is you have, you have to look at Canada from within a Canadian context. I mean, this is a country that is much more European than North American than, mm-hmm. what, than what many Americans think of. Um, you know, remember, Canada is a part of the Commonwealth. So was Australia, who was very draconian with COVID. So was New Zealand, who was very draconian with, with COVID. I mean, these people are influenced by British uh, legal traditions, and in Britain, I mean, you go to London, London is, before, you know, up until recently, when Shanghai took, took over London, for being the most watched city in the world. I mean, you had, you had literally tens of thousands of cameras on the streets of London, so, you know, the British legal tradition, the modern British legal tradition allows for the implementation of a security state. You know, so what happened in Canada with COVID and all that, and how they handled, and how they're going to handle these protesters, it's just not surprising. But it also goes to show that you know, although Canadians and Americans are very similar, there are cultural differences, especially when it comes to politics and the relations between the people and the uh, and, and its government. Well, I think what you're seeing now is just a, a breakdown in what the social contract was for the Canadian people to its government. I agree with you. I think they are much more European than uh, Americans when it comes to the West. And I, I do think that they'll, they'll figure out a way to put it back in the bottle. It's sad to see that the people of Canada are not able to, rep- are not able to have the freedoms that you would expect from a Western nation. And it, it's sad to see it. I think Trudeau internationally has been condemned more like 
fervously uh, being compared to a tyrant, uh, dictator, and it's it's very sad to see what's happening. There was a meme. Well, because uh, we know that that's what he's aspired to. Correct. And I think there, there was a meme today that talked about that has shows a Canadian someone a Canadian waving the flag and the police going to to jump him. And he's like, guys, I'm I'm here supporting the Olympics. Like <laughs> they, they, they they missed it. Um, Canadians did a horrible job in the Olympics this cycle. It's 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 pretty bad. What's Other happening than hockey. to them? I know that's. I think that that's the only benefit um, yeah. that they got this time around. But Trudeau, Trudeau's gonna act the way he does because he is the child of you know one of the most important okay. uh, prime okay. ministers in Canadian okay. history. Okay, thank you so much Hector, for being on the call. Let's wrap it up. Literally, that's what that's what Fidel Castro said in this situation. And let's, oh let's move it on from there. We have no evidence to prove that Trudeau is related in any way to Fidel Castro. I demand a DNA test. That's never Thank you, happened. Hector, for joining us on Clubhouse, as you always do, and uh, for keeping us straight here on the yard sign. Uh, I'm your host, Johnny Torres. With me, as always, Enable David Cabrera. Uh, we appreciate you for watching, listening, whenever, wherever you may be doing so. Uh, and uh, we're going to go ahead and give Enable because I can see him patiently waiting to do one last thing. Really? <laughs> You're going to let me do this? You better hurry up before I change my mind. Well, as I'm thinking of what I was going <laughs> to say. Um, at the uh, moment, uh, French troops have officially removed themselves from the the Mali, <laughs> the Mali uh, Peninsula. It's something that has been uh, dealing with for the last eight years when they come to uh, foreign troops in Mali. I think it's it's something that needs to needed to happen a lot sooner than before. The government is uh, extremely corrupt, but now that we see what's happening on the African coast, we'll be able to see what the uh, natives actually do now that they have full control of their country again again france removing its troops because they could not get a consensus when it comes to the government on hand in the pushback of uh, muslim fundamentalist and that's what i'm watching johnny all right um for me i'll just make it the <laughs> i'm sorry the producer wants me to keep on talking i can talk about inflation for the next hour i mean <sighs> this can happen yeah. it doesn't have to be i'm not even on camera <laughs> This could happen. You want to talk about inflation? No. You want to talk um, about how your comments earlier were very anti-business? No, they're not anti-communist. Um, you know, I think I think you know the company should strike a balance. You know, between profits and uh, and and again, you know, um, uh, you know, some sort of a corporate responsibility. Uh, but anyways, my uh, one last thing was going to actually be about Russia um, be, uh, getting ready to approve crypto coin as uh, as an official currency. Um, I think that's going to put the pressure on the n developed countries to do uh, the same. Here, obviously, they're going to figure out how to regulate it and tax it uh, before they can do such a thing. But uh, obviously, this is one more way for um, Russia to uh, you know, get involved and, and stay relevant in the in the global market. And, uh, you know, and of course, there's going to be they're going to test, you know, all kinds of things like money laundering and <laughs> and other ways to to I funnel money. I don't into, know what you're talking about. And <laughs> to no uh, into illegitimate, uh, you know, organizations. And uh, anyways, we are a legitimate Jamaican bakery. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> On that note, uh, we appreciate you for watching every Monday night, 7 o'clock. It's the Yard Sign. Thank you again to Enable David Cabrera, uh, and uh, we hope to see you back here next week. Don't forget to download the audio version of the podcast at the Tech Overlords at Google, Apple, Spotify, Audible, Amazon, iHeartRadio, Odyssey, and Samsung podcast platforms. We'll see you next week, everybody. Goodbye, everybody. Yeah, yeah, yeah.